Egbert. You can't make a baby without cracking some eggs. Pretty sure that's the lesson in the Season 2 debut of Degrassi Junior High. This is Back to Degrassi, Episode 14. And I watched the episode Egbert with my girlfriend, Katie. We did it at her apartment, and it was a lot of fun. She, you know, she reminded me how much I loved Degrassi when we started uh, started dating. We were watching it together, and probably probably led me to doing this podcast. So it was it's great to have her on here eventually. I got her on, and we had a lot of fun. This, of course, is Back to Degrassi. You can follow the podcast at, on Twitter at Back to Degrassi. You can follow me on Twitter at Tim FM McDonald. I also have the podcast on Stitcher now, if you prefer to listen that way, or if you're going through iTunes, please please subscribe on iTunes, you know, rate and review on iTunes, five is the number of stars I would like to see given if you're going to do that, write a review, they're always fun to, to read off, they always get me hyped. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Audible.com, you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day trial with audible.com just go to audibletrial.com slash back to Degrassi it's a good deal you can you know get that free book and support the podcast so I'd appreciate that this week upcoming shows I'm at club 120 on 120 Church Street on Thursday and Friday uh, the Thursday show starts at 8 o'clock it's the Danny show it's uh, about 10 other stand-ups and me on it and on Friday, December 12th, I'm again at 1.20 on the Comedy Kapow Show. Uh, that one starts at 9. Both those shows are $5. Uh, later, Friday night, at 9.30 show, I'm at the Comedy Underground for the Sue's Xmas Extravaganza. That's going to be a lot of fun. The two Sue's, they're characters. Let's just, uh, let's just say that, and they're hilarious. So that's going to be a fun show. That's 670 Queen Street. That's actually at a at a weed-friendly room, so you can smoke weed while watching a comedy show. That's always fun. Saturday, December 13th, I'm at the Flying Beaver Pub Array. That's at 9 p.m. Uh, that's a long-form stand-up show. Uh, I think it's 5 bucks for that one as well. And on December 18th, I'm at Mills Hardware in Hamilton, it's at 8 o'clock. For, it's a mix. It's called Three's Comedy. There's stand-up, sketch, and improv on that show. So if you're in the Hamilton area, come check that out. It's also $5. All right. Let's do it. Season 2, Episode 1, Egbert. Let's go back to Degrassi. This is Back to Degrassi, episode 14. I'm your host, Tim McDonald, as always. This week, my guest is a comedian. She's an improviser, does a bit of stand-up. Katie Kovac of the Mustache Riders. Hello. Thank you for being on, Katie. This is a very fun episode. Thank you for having me. So excited. We're doing, we're doing this one not in my apartment, but in your apartment. It is. We're in my boudoir. <laughs> it's very... Sexy. Yeah, it was very fun. My Nice to have my girlfriend on this episode. And she's, I would say, as big a fan of Degrassi as me, 
but a bit younger than me. You're like six years younger, five years younger. Five years, yeah. So when did you start watching Degrassi? I actually didn't start until I was like 17 years old. Yeah, so you came to it a bit late. Was it still mm-hmm. on TV? It was. Yeah, that's when you were watching it. Yeah, so. I'd, I just moved from Kingston to Ottawa, and it was the only thing that was actually playing at 6.30 in the morning when I got up to go to school. So. Oh, so you were watching it first thing in the morning. That's yeah. how you were starting your day. First thing. <laughs> you found out about Spike's pregnancy at 6, uh, probably, I guess, 6.52, I'm going to guess, in the, in the a.m. That was it. I guess it depends because there were there were two episodes back to back. So mm-hmm. it could have been, <laughs> it was 6 and 6.30. Okay, yeah. So I could have found it out at like, well, was it 11? Was it 6.23? So, so it would have been, yeah, it would have been more of a 6.23 because it was 11. Yeah. <laughs> if they were, I'm assuming they did, there was no I'll, breaks in there. I'll call Showcase Diva and see what their lineup was like and I'll let you know. Way back in, I guess it was only like 2003, 2005. 2005. There you go. Later, <laughs> Degrassi. Did you go to an actual junior high? I didn't. You didn't go to junior high. You were more like a one no. to eight or something Yeah, like it was just elementary school, Catholic. So when you were watching it, was it more the high or the junior that resonated with you at 17? I hadn't, when I first started watching it, I hadn't seen high yet. So junior high, I just got really addicted to it. What, what do you mean you got just just because you just watched the junior? What do you mean you got addicted to it? <laughs> well, because it was on every morning, and I really wanted to find out. Oh, okay. What was gonna happen? Plus, yeah. I had a crush on Snake. <laughs> he was always your favorite. Yeah, he's so tall. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He's a very tall. He was a tall boy, and he's a tall man. <laughs> yeah, super tall. So this is the first episode of season two that we watched. This episode's called Egbert. It first aired on January 4th, 1988, and it kicks off, well, picking up probably the biggest storyline from season one with Spike. She's at some sort of a pregnancy meeting for teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> one girl is doing a, a very serious monologue to start the season off about a very difficult pregnancy she's going through with her you know, her, the father of her baby, Dave, Dave doesn't want anything to do with her. Her parents don't want him to have anything to do with her. Just totally writing her out of their life. Uh, I noticed that the acting was like really, really wooden (laughs) scene. Like this girl who was monologuing. The one who was like leading the seminar or the one who was talking about Dave and her parents? Both of them had very poor acting. <laughs> it's it just like, well, we're going to kick this season off with some unknown actors and just really give them a shot to shine here. <laughs> I love, I love the lady that reached for her egg and she just looks up and say, and says, I'll be 16 soon. Oh, that, said, I noticed in the, there were some funny lines in the background. Cause the, the counselor basically she's leading the seminar and she's suggesting, uh, that they take an egg to give them an idea of what it's like to raise a child. They have to treat it just like it's a real a real baby that they would have to care for. They need to get someone else to watch it if they're not there. And Spike's main question, she says, she's like, well, what do we do about school? And she's like, you have to get someone to watch it or take care of it there, which is a bad lesson. They're not, they're not going to, you know... <laughs> take their infant to school like that's not gonna fly there this is not this is not equivalent but when they're handing out the eggs the background talk was like pretty ridiculous there was one that i noted where uh the one girl in the background was just like i'd boil it like that was (laughs) but what was the one that you heard in the background that you like oh i'll be 16 soon (laughs) 
That's so, yeah, they're so all so young. So relevant. That's all, all the teenagers, the, they're just showing that it's all just hammering at home, that it's a, a bunch of teenagers who are pregnant in this meeting, if you couldn't tell already. Uh, the music as well in it was like really jazzy and kind of sassy. <laughs> I thought it was fine. The music always, always makes me laugh in this show. <laughs> and yeah, Spike ends up taking an egg. And she's going to go through with this challenge to raise it. And the, the drum beat of the intro sticks in, <laughs> starts kicking in. Did you? What do you think of the intro? Do you love it as much now as then? I, I do. It's not on my iPod anymore. It used to be. And I would listen to it as I'd walk through the halls of my new school not knowing anybody. Mm-hmm. But I don't listen to it as much as I used to. Do you have like one shot specifically in the intro that you always notice? In the intro... Like the the title? Card? Yeah, and the title sequences and everything. I always remember the part where Joey pops out from behind the locker. Uh-huh. That's what I say. I always think of Wheels, like, holding the sign and just, like, his head, like, <laughs> nodding at his mouth. He's, like, yelling something. This is Wheels pre-glasses. Pre- the pre-glasses Wheels. That's what always makes it uh, makes it more noticeable, too, because... Mm-hmm. You can tell which season it is based on whether he's wearing glasses or not. Or you can tell how early it is, because because I've been rewatching from the beginning, like, as I'm doing this, I haven't... I just really associate wheels right now as the wheels without glasses, whereas when I had watched the show when I was younger, I would, I would think of him more of the wheels I always think with of him glasses. with glasses. Yeah, see, I'm more in the wheels without glasses zone right now. No, you'll adjust him. You'll I, adjust. I think I'll get there. It'll take, it'll, well, it hasn't happened yet in the show. He's still just, he's just freewheeling, you know what I mean? <laughs> Zing. Yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> When it comes out of the intro and the title, the title flashes across the screen. Digressed Junior High. You're not going to harmonize with me this Sorry, time. Sorry, not this time. Because oh. this title, when it comes out of the intro, I meant the Egbert one comes across oh. the screen. <laughs> no, the singing was oh, beautiful. Wait. All right, we'll do it now. We'll do it now. All right. Digressed Junior High. Boom. We're, we're fucking good. That's pretty good. We're That's good. pretty good. So Wheels and Snake, I noticed them walking up and they're just carrying their guitar cases and they're they're happy as a couple zits, ready to remedy the new semester. <laughs> this uh this season's kicking off, and then Shane standing at the steps and Kathleen sees him as she's walking up and she's like, Mmm, I wonder if that Shane got any other girls pregnant over the holidays. <laughs> Leave it to Kathleen to mock somebody's fertility. Yeah, of course. Right. Well, Kathleen will do She's just such a bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, she is Degrassi's resident bitch. And I know I've been—I was complaining about her a lot all in the, the previous season. Anytime <laughs> she says anything, but I know that there's going to be some sad times ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so I see with Kathleen, like they're setting—they're setting her up here just a little bit. But I like Melanie though. At the at the other, she takes the other stand and said, you know, Spike. It was so weird. She's like, oh, Spike was part of it too. <laughs> like she has to blame. <laughs> She has to blame Spike too. I mean, she's just trying to be equal, but it just sounded really funny, I guess, too, in today's in today's lens. Uh, and then when it's inside the school, Spike's walking up with the twins, and she's she's scared about uh, she's scared about getting fat because she doesn't want people staring because people are already staring. So word is already spread. It's out there, Spike. Can't keep anything a secret anymore. I guess like we saw it a bit last season where people are talking, but I guess there's probably talk around Degrassi. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. It's spread like wildfire. <laughs> so then Spike pulls out the box with the egg in it, and she, she like, presents it to the twins, and they're just like, 
what's this? And she's like, oh, it's this egg. And they're like, what? They're just like, they just freak out a bit too much. Their excitement level was off the charts. I thought about this egg. They're like, you didn't tell us? And it's like... They really love breakfast. Relax. <laughs> I didn't know that about it's, the twins. It was such a fancy box too. It was a really fancy box. And they, she really went all out for her box was better better suited i think it shows that she's a girl and that was the box that she wanted especially like we'll see what shane picks later but she uh, yeah she went a little all out a bit smarter better design and then uh outside of kathleen melanie Susie, and Susie and caitlin's locker they're all standing there and kathleen again she says she she doesn't think that pregnant girls should go to their school they should go to a special home yeah they should be banished to a home <laughs> it's so uh, it's so harsh <laughs> kathleen still she can't lay off a little bit even nope. and shane just like walked by too right at that opportune moment moment and then i guess melanie got to redeem herself and just show she's equal and th- go the other way and she's like well what about shane shouldn't he have to go to a home <laughs> but kathleen had a pretty good counter and she's like well he's not pregnant Oh, that was a pretty good burn. Uh, <laughs> then it went into the washroom, and Joey and Wheels are there. <laughs> and it, yeah, this is it, Joey. Uh, Joey said, "When you're French kissing a girl, she can bite your tongue, and then you get infected." <laughs> Has this ever happened to you, Katie? Have you ever had anyone bite your tongue? Oh, all the time. All the time. Big problem. I have, I have a tendency to only make out with overzealous biters. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I haven't gotten an infection, though. Well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, babe. And when they have this, uh, this also, they're, they're peeing in the washroom. There's always a lot of peeing going on in this show. <laughs> there was the, and Wheels did not wash his hand, if you're keeping track at home. I didn't notice that. Yeah, no washing of his hands. Oh, I gotta keep an eye on wheels. He's shifty. <laughs> He's shifty. I, I bet if if Snake was in there, he would have washed his hands. Oh, Casey, he so would have washed his hands. I love you, Snake. And so then, clean. And then Shane walks in from uh, into the washroom. And this gives Wheels, he's like, oh, we'll ask, we'll ask Shane. He knows what's going on. He's got experience with girls. <laughs> and they ask uh, if Shane knows about girls. And he's like, I know a bit. And he's like, they're like, what? You got Spike pregnant. You know everything. He's like, that's not a joke, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so he's taking it seriously. He and, is. And it's also revealed here that, that Shane has not told his parents that Spike is pregnant. So are his parents, or his dad at least, he's a minister, right? Yeah, that's what we find out later in the episode. I jumped ahead. But that's okay. What were you going to say about him being a minister? Well, he had said that uh, he was scared of being sent to military school because of his father's strict mm-hmm. manner being a minister. But I'd missed it. For some reason, I thought priest. I'm like, wait, he's married. Did he say Can't military school or private school? I could have sworn he said military school. Maybe it was military school because it makes more sense. I was thinking private school. There's lots of private schools in Toronto. <laughs> like it wouldn't be a big move. You just see your friends after school. You'd still be here. You'd still be around. No, I, I don't think uh, they would go that lightly. I feel like was military school expensive. Is that something you pay for? Could a, like a man of the cloth pay to send him anywhere? I don't know. That's a good question. That seems to be the threat anyway in this case, and uh, he doesn't want to go. But it doesn't seem that bad to me. What? Why wouldn't you want to go to military school? Well, military school, I, I get why you didn't want to go to. A lot of, a lot of drilling, a lot of push-ups, you know? <laughs> By drilling, I mean doing drills. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of you got me so excited there. <laughs> Not that kind. Oh. 
And then it cuts to the hallway, and Steph is clearing out her locker of all her like slutty clothes from the last season because she's a new Stephanie K this year. She's wearing some very Dana Plato and <laughs> different strokes sort of garb. Yeah, it's very very conservative dress compared to the previous season. Like I don't like she really went a one eighty in the other direction. Like she she went a whole new way to just like very like. Yeah, button-down, long skirt stuff. She's the school president. (laughs) She has to be more adult this year. And she's she's throwing out all her beads and all her, like, she has also clothes. Her slutty beads. Yeah, she brought her clothes to school to throw out. (laughs) And Alexa sees this, and she comes up to claim all this stuff (laughs) from her because she's just throwing it out. And Steph's like, yeah, sure. Now... Alexa was in the first season a bit, but I think this is like one of the most she's talked in th- so far. I think I think this is her first like actual appearance as a, like a main character. Okay, yeah, she that's might have true. had like one or two lines in the yeah, first. Yeah, definitely, season, she had a few like she was but, background lines. And yeah, stuff. she was kind of like a muppety whatnot. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remind there was a scene too where she's like, excited about the idea of a baby, and in the previous season, Vula one time she has some photos of her niece who was just born, her nephew, and Alexa's just like, oh, I love babies, even then. <laughs> Went right back there. There's always been very into babies. <laughs> She's always been baby crazy. Oh. And Steph pretty much doesn't mind giving up her clothes because, like, you know what? These clothes are fine for you, but I have to be more adult. She always. <laughs> it's funny how she associates the clothing that she wears in being an adult and being mature, but before it was, like, to be sexy adults, and now it's like mature adults. You just yeah, more like Republican. Definitely more Republican. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, did you ever go through like a big change of clothing or anything like that in school? Um, yeah, in high school I did after because I I started uh, in high school with a uniform, mm-hmm. and I guess promptly I moved to a public school. And I started, like, I had changed my image drastically between the time that I had to wear a uniform and the time I didn't. So I had really gotten into ska music. Right. And so I had replaced all my clothes with concert t-shirts for the most part. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would wear really embarrassing things. Like what? Just, I had these sparkly purple dance pants <laughs> that I had to wear for a costume for a dance recital. And I decided to wear them one day just because just because yeah. yeah that was that was my that, that was, was my school, stephanie right? k rebellion was that to school that was to school oh, yeah nice. that's badass and i remember once because people would wear their pajama pants but i wanted to rebel so i wore my pajama shirt oh nice see i love wearing i wish it was socially acceptable to wear pajama pants out <laughs> like honestly they're so comfy i know but it's just not. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm more of a sweatpant man, though. Yeah, see, this is what I don't know. Why are sweatpants socially acceptable to wear out? Pajama pants, are not they so. socially acceptable? I feel like you're, you know, I feel like the, if, okay, you see a guy wearing jogging pants, right next to him, a guy in pajama pants. Mm-hmm. You're a little iffy well, with pajama pants. Well, it, it, <laughs> it depends. Are they tear away jogging pants? Because then they're just unacceptable. Period. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't even sleep in those. Uh, I think I went through. I don't know. Like, I guess a little bit of a change, sort of in when I was in grade seven or eight. I didn't go to an actual junior high, but I think I look cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the mid nineties. I was one. I was wearing baggier pants earlier than other people. Oh. I was. I was ahead of the curve. I had an older brother. I knew what was up. <laughs> I was playing guitar. I think everyone in my grades was playing guitar at the same time. 
Someone was someone just shot. Someone just got one, and we're like, oh wow. And then we see Arthur and Yick for the first time this season. And Arthur brought a squirt gun to school, and he just squirts Yick in the face with away. water. Squirt, squirt, squirting. And then they see what appears to be a very small child arrive to school for the first day. Dandelay Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> what an Please intro for Scooter. Uh, he didn't get the, such a warm welcome from them, though. They were just, he asked where class 7C is, and they're just like, why do you want to go there? They can't, they can't even put it together. I mean, he looks young, but I mean, it makes sense still. <laughs> He's a very young lady. They were so kid. paranoid. Yeah. So <laughs> he goes, uh, they direct him in the right way. I kind of thought for a second there might have been a thing where they are the Joey Jeremiah to him that mm-hmm. Joey was to them at the beginning of the That's first That's exactly season. what I thought. They were trying to rebel just like Joey did when they came to school, trying to pick on somebody younger than them. Mm-hmm. So mean. I probably would have done the same thing though. I was a dick. <laughs> uh, and then they they make the joke about him. They're like, "Oh, I can't believe there's little kids here." <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> "They are also some very young looking kids and fighting with squirt guns." So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say that they dub him as immature while they're squ- having their little squirt gun love affair. Yeah, <laughs> clearly these young kids. The next scene's in the grade eight class, and it's just a uh, spike presenting the egg to everyone in there, and she's like, "There's kind of just like talk, like, oh, are you gonna keep the baby?" And Spike's like, "I keep going back and forth, not knowing when I'm supposed to." This is a pretty open talk in the class, very serious, frank discussion. I don't, I don't know if that kind of talk was would have been open like <laughs> at that my age. I don't, I don't think it would have been that open in my school, but I grew up in Kingston, so that. You think you, you had like three girls in your class that <laughs> were pregnant? <laughs> no, just one. <laughs> it's just the one. Oh, okay. And you guys weren't talking about it openly. No. Well, Lucy doesn't think that she should keep the baby because she's real progressive. And oh, that's when Alexa says that she would want to keep it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I would want that life-changing decision at 14. Very quickly, very easily <laughs> making that choice. And the whole time, too, Alexa took it, and she drew a face on it. And she think, then they start to convince uh, Spike, oh, you should name the egg. Give it a name. And what do they come up with? Dantelang. <laughs> Eggbert. Dantelang. <laughs> you want to really? <laughs> so Scooter and Eggbert both get the Dantelang. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't a Dantelang. It was Dantelang. What's the difference? There's a There was a day in yours. Oh, okay. They're both special parts of the episode, and we haven't <laughs> met them yet, so they get a special introduction. They do the... That's not even what it was, Tim. You're twisting my words what or my that sound. What does that sound from? I don't know. Oh. Pulled it out of my asshole at this oh. point. <laughs> and I'm giving it a terrible reprieve. Well, I, you know, sometimes when things get introduced, it's like, do-do-do-do. <laughs> no, you've never heard that? I feel like with Degrassi, it would be like, it's like, and there would be a saxophone solo for sure. A little bit of sax, little little keyboard, like oh you know, yeah. Like, do 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 <laughs> do do Just like just whatever, free flowing. You're gonna break it a beatbox, aren't you, Tim? Yes. Yeah, so they name it do 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 Egbert. That's the name. That's the name. That's the name of the baby. It's a song before every Ding time they say. Egbert. And they say that he doesn't look anything like Spike, but I think he's all Shane. 
Like, he, he looks exactly like fucking Shane. <laughs> I think we'd say he's a dead ringer for Shane. You yeah, both... throw a mullet on him. <laughs> yeah, Shane's got that, like, classic uh, short mullet, but going with the time, you know? <laughs> if he was playing hockey, it, it would be, like, It wasn't a commitment the... mullet. <laughs> if he was playing hockey, it would be, like, pouring out the back of his helmet a little bit, you know? Not, like, crazy. Not Yarmir Yager, but a little bit Just of Just enough to make those ladies crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then they, uh, when Steph sits down, Joey, Wheels, and Snake, they see her, and they're just like, whoa, why is she dressed that way? Why is she dressed like a nun all of a sudden? <laughs> well, she does have that, like, little house from the prairie shirt on. But I guess it's not really a nunish. It's just, it's just like, it is just very Republican. I think you said it is. best there. And Lucy and Steph... Or oh, right before that, actually, there's a another new student enters wait. into the into the episode. Wait, wait, can I do it? Uh, I guess. <laughs> Dantley Simon. Simon Dexter is the new student. <laughs> I like to call him Sidebang. Sidebang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's all right. A flock of Sidebang. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got like uh, he's got like a. It's not so flock of seagulls. It's like more cool guy or something like. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't seem as poofy as Flock of Seagulls to me. Doesn't have the poof. It's mm. just. It's. It's a very severe side bang. Yeah. It's like. I don't know. He looks like such a slickster walking in, and all the girls kind of <laughs> slickster. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool. He's got his like his sleeves and his leather jacket like rolled up. He's like one arm on the one arm on the backpack around him. <laughs> it's like some sort of another jacket on top or <laughs> some like half opened hood. It was just he was slickster walking in. He was. And then stepping. Tim like, was swooning. <laughs> I did, and Steph is kind of just like oh, says to Lucy, "Oh, isn't that guy in in the commercials?" So apparently. <laughs> He's also some sort of local actor doing the Bay commercials is what I picture. <laughs> the Bay. So he's a big celeb. <laughs> Huge celeb. I mean, well, if someone in your class was doing, if you recognize them from commercials before you met them, you'd be like, hmm, wow. Spe- <laughs> especially if it was Dantley Simon. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I'm going to just continue that throughout our relationship. <laughs> Marcus or something. <laughs> So Mr. Radich starts yakking away and talking about the school year and Spike just stares longingly at the egg she is now named Egbert, <laughs> who she have to care for. Then it goes to the grade seven class and ma- Mrs. Avery just being nice as fuck. Mrs. Avery <laughs> is like the nicest teacher. What do you think? Of, what are your thoughts She's on so Mrs. Avery? so sweet. Would you have a favorite Miss Avery storyline from the series? I like when she's tutoring wheels. When he's trying to get his grades up. Oh, okay. Well, is that, this must be this season, probably. Yeah, it's later on in the season. Uh-huh. And he's trying to get his grades up, and when he finds out he passes, he runs through the hall, and he's dancing with randos. It's a beautiful, <laughs> mo- it's a beautiful moment. Ever, all because of Miss Avery's tutoring? Yeah. She believed in him. Yeah, and he kind of got to believe in wheels. And she convinced him he need he needed glasses. He didn't get headaches anymore. It was beautiful, Tim. <laughs> oh, that and one? I just want to point out she looks amazing in yellow. That's her color. That's Miss Avery's color. That's her color. <laughs> oh, I like nice. it. Uh, and that she introduces the new student, Scooter. Oh, sorry. She introduces a new student. Dantley Scooter. Mm. That's the loudest thing you say in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm not used to being quiet. It's so bizarre. Studer, I guess, skipped a half grade. They put him, or I guess, no, I guess he skipped a full year, but he comes in the second semester here. That's why I was saying Mm. it's a half grade. So it's a full year, but just in the the middle of the full year. 
he didn't quite prove it at the end of last year, but in this last semester, we really showed him his stuff, and they were like, oh. Oh, that's right. He was a whatnot, too, in the first season. Was he? I don't remember him being in the background. I think he was. I'm almost positive, but I could be wrong. (laughs) I'm frequently wrong. (laughs) Also, like, in this classroom, while Miss Avery starts teaching and Scooter takes his seat, Arthur squirts Yick with the water gun again. He does. What a sneaky nuts. He's so sneaky. Uh, The next scene's in the stairwell, and uh, Shane is, like, chasing after Spike, and he just starts, like, yanking on her arm. I thought it was, like, kind of rough (laughs) a little bit. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that was really aggressive on Shane's part. And then you see Rick and Alex kind of... Yeah, she's like, yeah, she argues. She's like, let me go. Like, you know, it wasn't a thing. And Rick, and then they kind of quiet as Rick and alex come down the stairs yanku i love yanku do you he's kind of like he's always he always has a name like all last season he had a name but uh he doesn't have any storylines really he just was kind of mean to mel he was like the the ringleader of making fun of melanie for being afraid of snakes (laughs) but why did you like alex so much i don't know he was just such a wiener i guess he did have some storylines like uh later in high like because he kind of dates tessa for a while so mm-hmm. they kind of had a couple stories though i feel like it kind of more revolved around other things and he was also in kids of degrassi street and he oh. played a character named pete and i thought pete was really funny because he was a little swindler like he was always trying to make money wow so they changed was was arthur arthur was on kids of degrassi street wasn't he no he wasn't it was oh. another little fat kid oh wow. named so noel noel <laughs> and he didn't carry over to the degrassi series no because he like kids of degrassi street spanned over like i guess six years just about it was just specials and so by the time they went into degrassi junior high he would have been way in high school oh but uh the Alex character Pete was I guess younger so he yeah could, he was enough age so, but they yeah, made him a, a new character when he came over and Stacy Mistison is that how you pronounce your last name yeah I guess the other way would be Mistichin I don't know oh is that it I don't know Mistichin I'm just saying like Mistichin 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 I mean I don't know either way <laughs> she was in it too and she was uh Pete's age, if you will, and so she was transferred into Degrassi Junior High. And Susie, Susie's character was in it too. Oh, see, like if I had one of those names like that, though, anyone, anytime someone said it one way, I'd be like, no, it's the other way. <laughs> like I would always. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. People can't really mispronounce your name. Well, they do. They say MacDonald. <laughs> I'm a McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? Seriously, <laughs> we fought hard for that. <laughs> we dropped the A. They added an A. Either way, I don't want an A. <laughs> also, sometimes people will do big M, big C, big D. When that is not it, it's big M, little C, big D. Mm. I even think when it's all capitals, the C should stay little. <laughs> and you know what? There's been a few times that I've seen that really represented on posters, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Fight for that little C, Tim. Yeah. I have one coming That's up your in, struggle. in Hamilton for the, what show is that? Three's comedy and on December eighteenth in Hamilton at Mills Hardware, and <laughs> they spelled the name amazingly on the poster <laughs> with a little C to the all caps. Rest of the letters, it was beautiful to see. Okay, so this fight between uh, <laughs> Shane and Spike that's going on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just adjusting to your obsession with the little C. It's just something I just found out about you. It's true. 
I have I do I it's important to me that little C be little <laughs> and represented correctly. <laughs> Otherwise it's not my name, you know? It's just not my name. So um, you know, Shane's kind of yelling at Spike. He's like, why can't we be friends like we were before? And she's like, I wasn't pregnant before. <laughs> See, Spike's always a great actress. I gotta say that about her. I really I really get behind her performances and she nails it. And then Shane gets serious and he asks, How can he help? And this is when Spike entrusts him to care for Egbert. Wait, oh, you didn't let me do the dentaling. He wasn't introducing him. How's that a dentaling? But you've made me do the dentaling, repeating the name. Hey, before. I got to tell you right now, I did not make you do the dentaling <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> well, you you opened that door for me. So is the door permanently shut now and locked? I don't and know. I'm not. You the key. <laughs> swallowed the key, and it's floating in your colon somewhere. I hope not. That sounds painful, and I don't know how I'll pass it. <laughs> it won't be. That will be where it gets real painful. So Spike can trust the egg with him, and he's just like, "How can I explain this to my parents?" <laughs> and she just like gives the funniest little shoulder shrug at him when she walks away. So much shade. She just gives him the shadiest look. It's like daggers. Uh, I really don't feel that he needs to tell. His parents about this egg, though, anyway. Like, that's mm. not that difficult. But I guess it is sort of strange if you see your son caring passionately for an inanimate object. What if they mistake it for just a normal egg with a face? But, I mean, he could keep it hidden from them very easily. That's true, but then he wouldn't be taking care of it if it was, like, shoved in his backpack. I mean, I guess, but it's would not like he Would he do that to... with their baby? Yeah, but it's not like he has to feed it. He probably like... would. <laughs> yeah, I don't really she know how great idiot. he is with Emma. <laughs> when he cuts down there, I don't think he does too well. He to doesn't really do anything with Emma. He kind of just, like, pokes her, and that's a that's all you see him do before he turns into a vegetable. Because he's, like, a 15-year-old kid. A 15-year-old kid can't raise a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course not. It's just not going to happen. But and anyway, like he takes it and he's he's going full gambit in on this one. So when he gets home, and I guess if I was gonna say if I was gonna, my parents did say I was gonna be like, oh, it's a school assignment. They want us to know what it's like to have a kid, so we have to take care of an egg. I know it's nothing like <laughs> having a kid. <laughs> it's just like having an egg. That's all it is. We just pretend that it's make believe. I think I should get an A on this one. <laughs> if I don't break the egg. I get an A. I feel like I did this project in school. I know in some places it was like the bag of flour. Maybe that was in parenting classes, like in high school. But oh. they'd make make you take care of a bag of flour as if it were a child. Hmm. Yeah, that seems good. Heavier. Way fucking heavier than one egg. Yeah, one egg, very light. Very <laughs> very easy to Much more around. misplaceable than an actual human baby, I think. Yeah, I feel like there was a sitcom where they had to carry around like electronic babies that would cry intermittently. Trying to, was that on Saved by the Bell? Like maybe. maybe it was the episode class? where where Kelly had to sneak her her baby brother into the school while it was picture day because uh, nobody could take care of him. Yeah, I think so. And they were trying right. to pass him off as one of the fake babies in their, I don't know, baby fucking class. Yeah, I think that might have been it. I feel like you remember something. Yeah, that was probably it. But I feel like you remember something, another show. It's probably been done in a bunch of shows. It's like, it's it's nothing new. But in 1988 here on Degrassi, this egg this to school. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. They were like, an egg to <laughs> school as a baby? 
uh-uh, this is going to show kids what it's like to have a baby. <laughs> this is going to change minds and teach lessons. All sorts of good things. <laughs> so when Shane Shane gets home to his house, and he gets home, and his mom is just like making dinner. Of course, she's cracking eggs into a bowl. <laughs> of course. And stirring so them. So threatening. And she's like, oh, you're late. What have you been doing? And she's like, you've probably been hanging out with girls. you got to watch out for those girls. Watch out. She's right. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> well, I mean, he had a part. I don't want to put the blame all. <laughs> that was very judgmental of me. But I mean, she's right that it was obviously not a good idea for Shane to get too involved with girls. Or he, mm, been. he went too far. See, this is the problem. They were not informed enough about their sexual options. They did not practice safe sex. And that was a mistake for them at that age. Because they paid dearly. No one told him about pulling out even. <laughs> he did not get any tips. <laughs> Uh, his dad is on the phone <laughs> and he's just like he hangs up sort of and he has the most ridiculous he's like Shane have you ever heard of a drug called crack <laughs> it's like you've never what kind of sheltered life did this minister leave? you've never heard of crack he's like 55 years old like no one no one tell the minister about crack cocaine he can't handle knowing about crack cocaine <laughs> And uh, yeah, Shane knew it, but he's like, yeah, I, I have heard of crack cocaine. He's like, his dad's like, oh, it's getting into school and kids are really messing themselves up. I'm glad to have a son like you who's not. <laughs> it's just like, oh, shit. Shane has messed up his life here. And right at the end of that scene, too, uh, his mom cracks an egg like it's a close up on it. <laughs> I just, Symbolism. Yeah, I think I pictured, uh, I pictured the director at home just like, nailed it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i just realized what they seem to use eggs a lot in school and like programming to teach kids now like we're not now but then about pregnancy and then drugs yeah it was it was egg was a go-to egg is like the teaching food egg is the the teaching food (laughs) it is (laughs) that's me (laughs) top of the chart so that that cut of the close-up on the egg too it like leads right into uh, Shane carrying the egg to school. And he had... <laughs> it was very unclear what he was carrying. I thought you were... Like, it looked like a mini baseball hat to me. That a they plastic gave, one. Yeah, like that they would give out at games sometimes. It was nowhere near as fancy as Spike's, like, shiny box. Yeah, it, Spike's was basically bejeweled. <laughs> <laughs> it was Not, foiled. It yeah, was so it was pretty. Nice. It looked like it was from the holiday season. But Shane had a nice pillow to... It was a Kleenex! That was not a pillow. That was not by any stretch of the imagination a pillow. I didn't realize that. I thought it was something nice, like a little pillow for him to to sit upon. But no, it was just a crappy little Kleenex that he stuffed in there haphazardly. Spike had a pillow. She had a nice fancy pillow, cushy. Yeah, it was a pillow, but Shane just, he he dropped the pillow on that one, I guess. (laughs) Really bit the pillow, didn't get it done. (laughs) Oh, so when Shane's carrying Egbert into the school, everyone is like balking at him. They're just like, like as he's walking in, like balk, balk, balk. Oh, what are you doing with Egbert? Like everyone's really so much clucking. I didn't understand why were they all making fun of him? Do you think why was everyone ganging up? Like the, the Spike did not have the same reaction when she was carrying him. Why were they do, doing that to Shane? I felt like, especially from the Zit Romney boys, it was just like a fun rosin, you know, as they kind of do. Okay, this is like probably one of the most traumatic things that a 14-year-old can go through. 
So in- why is everyone shoving it down his throat? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a little harsh. Welcome to junior high, Tim. I mean, I feel like some things are off limits. Like, it's not like they're making fun of sh- wheels for being adopted. It's like, oh, you just met your dad, eh? <laughs> like, they're not making fun of Spike the same. I guess they're talking behind her back, though, and judging mm-hmm. her. But this is, like, more, I guess it is more te- light teasing. I guess, I, I don't know why I'm such a Shane defender, but I just, <laughs> I feel, I just find it strange that it's specifically over the egg. That They're just like, I guess it's pretty ridiculous to be carrying the egg. But they weren't mocking Spike as she carried the egg around. I mean, the girls were quick to give it a face and a dainty lane name. <laughs> a dainty lane name. <laughs> There's no day in it. Or not in the place where you put it. One of my favorite taunts at them were like, oh, got any plans this weekend for you and Egbert? <laughs> I go, everyone knows his name is Egbert, too. <laughs> we're just, Egbert is suddenly the most popular kid in school. <laughs> So Heather, the twins, and Steph are sitting at the steps, and and they're like, Steph's like, oh, I saw it again. I'm sure that's him in the commercial. And they all have a huge crush on Simon. Mr. Except for Heather, it seems. Yeah, Heather, because we talked about, too, during the episode, figuring out, uh, this has kind of come up, too, like last week with Allison Dorr. Heather is always the, like, mm one, and <laughs> Erica's more like the mm-hmm one. Yeah. Erica's more like, so she's into Simon as well. She thinks he's cute. And Heather, though, for the first time, I'm pretty sure this is the first time in the show that she said this word, which will follow a lot. She <laughs> says, why are you guys being such a bunch of narbos about it? Just go ask him. Is that the first narbo, Tim? I feel like it was. Like, I would have noticed any previous narbos. Dantelay, narbo. narbo. Okay, that was pretty good, actually. For some reason, I just changed my mind completely <laughs> in the you, dance and little dance. Oh, I converted you. Yeah, right with that one. I was like, that is, you know what? That, But maybe that's because that was the only real dance and little dance moment to me. Why was that the only real one? I just don't feel like, I'm not like Simon. Oh, Simon's here. What was the other one that we did? Alexa? And Egbert. See, Alexa, of course, uh, the most of all. I no, it wasn't one. Alexa. It was Scooter. Scooter, I guess, yeah. He I had two because like he because he was in it a bit and then his name was dropped. I didn't like that. <laughs> you didn't. Scooter is a small. Just Scooter. S- Scooter is a small and <laughs> inconsequential character in the Degrassi universe. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't like that they said his real name. Yeah, I forgot it instantly. I was like, I don't even want to know that. Scott Webster. Scott Webster. I did know that it was Webster, but it's like, really, you're gonna call a small black kid Webster? Webster? <laughs> I know. I was just thinking that. It's a contemporary of Webster, I think. Like, probably, probably this is a post-Webster world, <laughs> and here they are naming this. Kid. It will never be a post-Webster world, Tim. It's still a post. It's a post-Webster world right now. <laughs> He's coming back. Oh no! I just meant the show. Do you think they're gonna, or do you think they're gonna remake the show Webster? No, I just think Emmanuel Lewis. He'll he'll run the world someday. You see. You just wait. I'm waiting patiently for <laughs> Emmanuel Lewis to come to his senses and do a 2014 <laughs> version of Webster. Can you hear that, Emmanuel? <laughs> Can you hear it? Are you listening? This it, is good advice. It just gets sad, though. At this, <laughs> He's like, oh, would he still be a little kid? He played him at this age. Well, that's he has the creative rights to this, Tim. I don't think he does. I think the producers <laughs> yeah, of the Webster tr- television show have the creative rights to this. <laughs> but I certainly do not. And probably, by any stretch of the imagination. Is that a Carson Warner show, Webster? 
That I don't know. All right, Emmanuel, we'll talk about who was the production <laughs> company of Webster. We'll get all into this stuff. <laughs> uh, when Simon walks by and says hi to the girls, too, they're just like, hi, hi, the act real casual. And when he gets inside, they scream like they're at a Beatles concert. <laughs> the new kids on the block just walk by. Gourmet Scum was right there. <laughs> Who's the band that they go to? The Savages? Was that the later one? Yeah, I think so. The Savages. The I Savages, think. yeah. The Gourmet Scum was uh, was last season, the, the, the band that Wheels went to go see. Actually, he didn't go to see. His dad got him tickets to go see them. And they sound like punk band, I'd say, Gourmet Scum. Yeah, that's that's what I just assume. I don't think they're a boy band. Definitely not. <laughs> they could be metal, though, as well. It could be a metal that's name. True. An 80s metal name. Uh, in the next school is in the hallway. And there's more balking at Shane. But this seems amazing when the Zit Remedy comes up to him. And uh, Joey's just like, oh, you got a real good egg there. And, and then who has the first joke? Snake has the first one. He's like, oh, is he ever going to come out of his shell? Oh, Snake is so funny. <laughs> so quack. Was that your favorite joke? That was my favorite. And then Wheels says, oh, I bet he's got a, a lot of good yolks. Oh, no, maybe that was my favorite. <laughs> Sorry, Snake. And then Joey's was, oh, when he's born, you think it's going to be a guy or a chick? Mr. Shane gets real upset, and he's just like, guys. Lay off. <laughs> Being real cool. And then Joey's like, good one. Because, of course, you know, there's another one. Lay off the egg, yeah. right? You crack me up. Okay, they got uh... them all in. I don't know if they could have gone one. I bet they could. There's probably more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not going to be over easy on you. There you go. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank I feel you. like Snake would have said that one. Actually, I like the one later. <laughs> I'm going to drop this one now, too. The later in the episode when... They show up at the party with... The, oh, I'll save it there. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm probably going to forget it, though. You got everyone so excited. Coming up later in Back to Degrassi. <laughs> Dainton Lee. Egg joke. See, I feel like you should have done the dental and down right before I did the egg joke. Like, you, you didn't even... You just introduced it for the later. So I just prematurely Dainton Lane. I feel like there's been a lot of premature dental. It's been all premature <sighs> dental and down. Except for the one. Oh, I feel so inadequate. You're being a real narbo. Oh. <laughs> I feel it speaking. No, I'm being a broomhead. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you are. Well, you kind of have the, you're moppy, right? <laughs> so hairy. Uh, then in the next scene, in the, later in the hall, Yick and Arthur are having a squirt gun fight. And Scooter's just kind of like staring at them. And they're like, what are you looking at? And then he just kind of like scuttles on, but he's not impressed. And his scooter looks like he's like, hmm, what do these guys think they're he's, doing? He's taking them in. He's like, what, what are these losers doing? <laughs> uh, and also, I noticed Dwayne is in the background a lot of this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's I, what you would say uh, a rando. I think you called him a like, whatnot. A whatnot for a lot of these. A this, muppety this whatnot. One. I feel like he has some. This is something with Joey. He's like a bully or something to him at later. Yeah, in this later season. on in in the season. Because when I was when I think back, I I never really remembered Dwayne's storylines much until the high school years. He seemed more prominent to me. Mm -hmm. But I I forgot that he was in these ones too. Well, he had a friendship with Scooter, if you remember correctly. I do remember that. Yeah, well, lift him lifted him up to get his locker or, or Cheetos off the locker. Yeah, you know, that's right. They so had like sweet. a friendship, but then he was kind of mean to Joey, and then Scooter was like. 
torn. He's like, oh, this gentle giant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's not the gentle giant I think he is. <laughs> this creature's so good-natured. Uh, in class, the grade 8 class, uh, Shane is sitting with his, his, his bed for Egbert, and BLT grabs it and starts throwing it to Tim, and they're just throwing it around, and you know Shane gets it back right when Spike walks in and sees the tomfoolery, and she's just like, oh. She gives a look like she knows he can't handle it. I wouldn't trust him either. I mean, like him and Egbert, they may look alike, but they're not. They're not. They're not. Him and Egbert, man. No. <laughs> Very different people. I feel like, uh, you know, Egbert's more uh, responsible. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was my point. <laughs> Definitely much more. Lucy just runs into the classroom, too, and she just freaks out because, like, uh, She's going to have a party this week. And she's like, everyone, party at my house. And everybody's invited. She's so sweet. Like, she doesn't nice. leave anybody out. Yeah, Everyone's she, invited. She's cool. Like, she's been in so much trouble this whole year. <laughs> and what does she do as soon as her parents go away? Throw a party. That's she, Wait, Danton Lay, throw oh. a party. <laughs> uh, and then in the scene, too, Alexa is just, like, chatting up Simon and Steph's just like, you know what? I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Simon to go to the party. They're just leering at him through the window. But they just don't even like take into consideration that Alexa might like him. I think they just totally see right. They don't see that at all. Uh, and then, uh, she, Spike is talking to Shane. She's like, "Oh, too bad you can't go to the party. You've got to watch Eggbird." And he's just like, oh, what do you mean? She's like, oh, well, if you want to go so bad, why don't you just tell your parents to watch him? Because it is crazy that, you know, I mean, even, it, I can't believe that Shane hasn't talked to his parents about it now. Like, it's, it's been, true. it's been like. It's a, been the whole summer, at least. No, it's not the summer. It's in between. Oh, that's right. It's like winter semester, I guess, now. But didn't they say at the beginning of the episode, I wonder if Shane got anyone pre else pregnant over the summer? Over the holidays. Oh, they didn't say the holidays. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm assuming, it's not God. really snowy. I, guess, I was going to say for a winter semester here in Toronto, it, they're all, like, no, nobody's wearing coats yeah. or well, scarves. Well, they're wearing coats. But not like, not like real person coats, Tim, like oh, we have to wear it was now. It's probably just like, probably had to do with the shooting schedule. Like it probably, mm -hmm. I, I think anyway. So the. I don't think they really had any winter uh episodes because the school was actually in use at that point no there was a few um episodes last season that it seemed it looked like it was cold outside mm -hmm. though like they like the, you know what i mean they were wearing coats and so it didn't it looked like late fall so i wondered about that actually like when were they shooting the show it was airing in the winter and they're probably shooting it summer to spring right or summer to fall rather I don't, I don't know the shooting schedule in They're shooting it backwards. <laughs> yeah, they shoot it backwards through time, right? That's how, <laughs> that's how productions work. Uh, so the next scene, uh, Steph and the twins are kind of like walking towards Alexa and Simon, who are like talking again. And, and Alexa's in her new clothes. Yeah, her Alexa. slutty ones that she just, got from Steph. Right, she's wearing all those beads and all those tiny clothes <laughs> that she scored. Her slutty beads. I don't understand how the beads make the outfit more slutty. Like, couldn't she have kept the beads? Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, they're just pieces, right, to go on. <laughs> it's just jewelry. 
Yeah, I guess she definitely could have. Like, if, if you're if you're not wearing provocative clo- clothing <laughs> under the beads, it's just, <laughs> it's just some, I guess beads don't go with her new conservative look. That's, that's true. Saying. They're too flashy. Yeah, that's the thing. Beads don't go with Republican Party. That's true. It's that's not true. like uh, but- Mardi Gras goes with beads. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> beads do not go with uh, this new look that Steph is going for. And she doesn't see it, though, and Alexa's just there chatting him up, and she totally asks him to go to the party with her. And he's like, yeah, for sure. And then he leaves, and that, that's what Steph missed her whole chance to even talk to Simon. And Alexa beat her to it. And then when she sees Alexa go off, she's like, oh, she's such a phony. <laughs> she looks terrible in my clothes. <laughs> like, like, how quickly like you can see the old Steph kind of coming back. Oh, yeah. The new Steph doesn't last for too terribly long. <laughs> how many times has she been new Steph, though? There's been a... She said it at least three times already yeah. by this point. Yeah, she's it's a lot of new staffs. You know? So many new staffs. It's That's, just a a new staff factory. This show is. I think you can always be a new you, though. You can always do that. <laughs> it's true. I've been trying. <laughs> oh, you're a wonderful you. Mm. You're uh, so sweet. The next scene in the hallway, I actually really like because Scooter like covertly squirts Arthur. So that it looks like Yik did it, and then disappears and like kind of see. This is some Sun Tzu like art of war stuff, <laughs> like to to create chaos within your enemy's camp, right? Like so they're working against each other. You don't even have to fight them. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> it is. Well, Scooter was bumped up a grade for a reason, Tim. That's true. Think of it. <laughs> He's a very smart kid. So don't mess with Scooter because he wins right there. They were smart. They would have just locked him in the <laughs> in the store. Actually, then the comeuppance probably would have been ten times worse, right? <laughs> the next scene, uh, it's Shane, and again, Joey's making fun of Shane. He's just like, "Oh man, I'm sorry. You know what? I gotta go to this party tonight. I wish I could be like you, and I could just hang out with an egg at home." <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the obvious choice. Let's be fair. Yeah, I just can't believe all this balking. And, like, everyone just still landed on thick, balking at him. Like, yeah, just taunting So many balks. My God, it was like a, like a Jim Henson special. Uh, the next scene's at Lucy's house right after after school. And she's getting, like, the house ready for the party. And it's Steph and the twins. And this is, like, just like in uh, season one, episode two, when they were at her house before the dance. And then they, like, go towards the alcohol and they're, like, going to open it. And then... one of the twins actually grabs a bottle in her mitts. Because it was established then. They were they were big drinkers, the twins. <laughs> they, didn't, yep. they, they knew how to pace themselves because they didn't get as drunk as Steph either. <laughs> yeah, but Steph said no right away. Yeah, she has. Oh, she has She's, oh please. <laughs> But that she, new adult Steph <laughs> doesn't puke at these functions now. Her right-wing political agenda does not agree with this. <laughs> She's going to rule Degrassi as the president with an iron fist now. <laughs> no drinking. But Lucy stops it right in his tracks, and she's like, no, my parents, I can't do this. It's like, I can only have a party right now. <laughs> drinking would be too far. <laughs> the next scene's at Shane's house, and his parents are playing gin, and this is where his mom accuses him of being uh, a cheat, but he's like, "I'm a man of the cloth," and that's when you find that's when mm-hmm. I realized that he was a priest. I didn't really, I guess, I were a minister, actually, I should say for sure. And then his dad notices he's like, "Hey, Shane, why are you staying in this evening?" And he, Shane's just kind of like, "Oh, I go to catch up on my homeworks." So and it's like, "Is it really like?" I mean, 
I guess it is more of a red flag that he's doing his homework on like mm-hmm. a, a weekend night. That's what I thought. My parents would have known that was bullshit right away. Yeah, you never did your homework on the weekends? No. Or after school? I hardly did my homework on weeknights. Yeah, me too. I was pretty brutal. Maybe I was later. awful with homework. Just hang out in my room, listen to music. Having a TV in my room made it <laughs> easy to do other things. <laughs> like watch TV, I guess. I used to do my homework do in front of TV too. Not much to do with the TV other than watch it. Maybe play video games. Anything else? <laughs> you need to throw stuff at it. That's it. That's all you can do with the TV. No other options. The TBS Superstation afternoon lineup is what I always did my homework to. Full House, Roseanne, etc. The lineup changed throughout the years. Yeah, it was always rotating. But it always had my heart. <laughs> I loved like channels that would have like a syndication rotation. Sometimes in like the fall, I'd be like, "Oh man, I wonder <laughs> what the new shows syndicated are going to be." Ooh, it's exciting. <laughs> maybe Seinfeld. Maybe another channel with The Simpsons. You know, and I can watch Simpsons from four till six straight. <laughs> and then I've been looking for that five o'clock block Simpsons. I got the five thirty. I got the four thirty. It's going to be on at five. Oh, but none of them ever put on Chico and the Man. Yeah, that was a favorite of yours. Big time. <laughs> I think you know that very well. Yeah. Chico. <laughs> He's a man. And there's also a man. Beautiful man. Yeah. There's also a, an old grumpy garage owner who's a huge drunk. I guess I was just thinking too with the with, with Shane's dad. He's just like projecting so much pride for Shane. He's just like, oh, it's good to be studious and stay in on a Friday and do your homework. <laughs> what a good boy. Which just makes Shane feel even worse. Because yeah, he's starting to realize. But he's he, starting to unravel. You think maybe maybe, maybe Shane's starting to realize that he needs to come clean with his parents and tell them what's going on. So then it cuts to the party. <laughs> and she's Lucy's sitting there at the tape deck and there's just like a tape <laughs> unrolled. Which is so funny to see that. Like there must be kids. Like did you ever have tapes? Did you ever have cassettes growing up, Katie? Yeah. You did have some cassettes. Okay. So yeah. like. But people who were a few years younger than you then, they would have had, like, no cassettes. Like, seeing something like a tape like that, they'd just be like, what's wrong with that? What are they doing with that? <laughs> what are they doing with that tape? Is something wrong with their stereo? What's is, What happened to a record? Was that what happened to a record? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and it, that, it did really eat the shit out of that tape. Yeah, like, it's pretty ridiculous. Like, it's hard to... <laughs> Fuck I, it up I, that much. I've never seen a tape like that. No, me neither. <laughs> Even at my job, we, like, we transfer people's old cassettes never had that happen with any tapes. You do cassettes too? We do every format that you can do. We transfer oh people's everything to digital formats, records, sets, tapes, film, photos. You name it. It's got a whole movie on it or something. <laughs> we do it. <laughs> I'm learning so much. This is an educational experience for me. I guess she said that they couldn't drink, but I could have sworn that Joey was drinking at the party. I think it was a pop. It was just a pop. Mm. And when he went to put it down, Lucy's like, use a coaster. <laughs> He's like, coasters. <laughs> I related to her on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty understandable to use a coaster. Like, it's respectful. You're at a party. You don't want them to get in trouble. <laughs> Lucy throws the best parties. Everyone agreed it's on true. that. But Joey's always the rebel. If anyone's not going to use a coaster, it's Joey. And apparently if somebody's not going to use a condom, it's Shane. <laughs> Touche. I, I guess this party's not as good as the other ones because there's no music. They're just like listening to music kind of coming out of Snake's uh, Walkman. <laughs> and it was the same fucking song that they played at like every party, every dance. Is the one with the female vocalist. <laughs> They're really like, <laughs> you know, well, no. 
I guess they just wanted they wanted that they probably had the rights to that song. Or yeah, something. I felt like they were writing a lot of music for the show though too last season. Like there's a lot of kind of cool music in between that. I don't know. I dug it. I'm gonna probably note. I guess I don't notice that it's it just all kind of sounds the same to me. So maybe I didn't realize it was specifically the same songs all the time. There was one song they used that my dad used to listen to. So I know it was actually like a popular song, but I can't remember which one it was now. Hmm. I remember there's someone on a message board I was reading too was like looking for one song specifically to try to find out what it was they loved it so much <laughs> like the real artist so they could get it some pretty good tunes uh so yeah no one's real I guess really having that good a time at this party because when when Joey asks Wheels and Snake how's the party they're like dynamite like super <laughs> sarcastically I don't think I did it just I'm like spinning they, one finger in the air well, yeah they can't see your finger rolling around and, and then you also see in the back of the party simon asks alexa out to a movie and uh, afterwards uh <laughs> she leaves and like uh simon walks over to 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 snake and snake starts asking him he's like oh is he like alexa eh? and he's like yeah i love the way she dresses which <laughs> is just like wearing all of steph's old and clothes steph overhears this mm-hmm. and of course gets even more jealous than she already is beautiful it, simon it's just funny to me because she <laughs> she just basically he just likes her for her clothes that just is ridiculous <laughs> like it must be more than that like because they date for so long they date forever <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, he had a chance to go for Steph even after Alexa stopped dressing slutty, and he never did. Yeah, I guess so. Like, he kind of. Did he have a chance? She stops dressing slutty? I don't remember that. Oh, right. Her, I guess later in the season, too, Alexa's like, my mom caught me dressing this way, and she gives the clothes back to Steph. Mm, I think it's like in the next episode or maybe two down. Oh, wow. But it's not. It's She doesn't dress like that for that terribly long before a crazy mother finds them. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, so Shane walks into the party, and that's when Joey <laughs> takes the egg, and he's like, oh, let's get fried. Let's get fried. <laughs> and then they all start throwing the egg around. Spike's just like, what? I thought you were going to, why did you come here? You're supposed to watch the egg. He's like, lots of people, Shane responds like, lots of people bring their babies to parties. <laughs> <laughs> In lots, junior high. Yeah, lots of junior high kids with their <laughs> parents bring their babies to other junior high parties. That's and normal. <laughs> I love how Lucy was chasing them around just to make sure that they didn't drop the egg. Like She was being so paranoid <laughs> that they were going to mess up the house that she just didn't want them to throw mm-hmm. this egg around. She more yeah she more cared about her house than the baby. Mm, she had no connection to Egbert whatsoever. And then when Egbert la- landed in Shane's hands, he had like this moment where he was like looking around, looking at Spike, and he could just tell that she wanted him to stop. And he just like had the choice: should I throw the egg more or not? And then he throws it again. <sighs> Such a letdown. Spike's so mad. She like walks out of there. She storms out of there. But she ha- takes the egg with her somehow. Well, he catches it. Oh, he catches no, it. No, he, he catches it and chases her out. Oh, okay. So that's what it was. Yeah, because he... I, I even wrote down he has a great catch. Oh, I noticed yeah. that. I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> was that... it just like... <laughs> yeah, it was stealthy, like Matrixy. Oh, that's awesome. Way to go. Okay, Shane. No wonder. <laughs> she got it in, I guess. <laughs> There's a way. You're successful. So then Spike and Shane, they have like a really serious conversation <laughs> at the end here where, uh, you know, like she just basically says that she's scared. He's he's <laughs> Shane says that he's scared and she's like, she, she, 
No, Spike says that <laughs> she's very scared of what's going to happen and that Shane, he's only scared that his parents are going to find out. And that's basically like kind of the crux of the situation. It's such like a heavy situation to be <laughs> to be in like yeah. it's not something that kids could ever really like most kids can't relate to it and it's actually like a really good warning of like how serious getting someone pregnant would be at mm-hmm. 14. I, I I think that was the point. Yeah, I think they do a good job of keeping it like not too hitting you over the head with it and like still keeping it interesting for someone to watch. But seeing it as a reality. Yeah, it seems very real, their argument. Mm. So she says that, um, you know, she's scared of his, of his parents finding out. He has a choice if they if his parents find out or not. Mm. She doesn't have a po- choice in That's people finding out. That's the difference between you and me. You have a choice. And then, you know, he's just like, I'm going to take care of the egg. And she's like, it's not about the egg. And she smashes it on the ground. Bum, 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 Egbert. <laughs> was that a good exit sound? Not bad. <laughs> like, kind of like the price is right. You're like, ding, 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 wah. Is that yeah. a better one? Yeah, that was all right. Is okay. the yodeler, I think, falling off? The, no. No. What's that one? I don't know. Was it the wheel? It's all of them. Maybe it's anytime something <laughs> bad happens. I just remember the It's <laughs> my favorite part. And, you know, basically, Spike just says, you don't want to help. You just want to stop feeling guilty. And then she walks away. She's not wrong. Leaves him on his own. And, you know, Shane, this is where he starts to realize. He starts to think, you know what? I got to come clean. I got to talk to my parents about what I'm doing. And he gets home. And his parents are like, oh, you're home early. And he just says, Mom, Dad, there's something we got to talk about. And it's just a freeze frame. Cliffhanger. It's so good how they do it that way, though. Like, they don't they do not do the big, you know, like that talk part of the episode. They just kind of, you know that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I really like how they do that. And then it kind of filters its way in to, like, a... A side story in another episode. Yeah, it just kind of like it moves along. It's very interesting the way that they always do the episodes like that. Uh, so that was that whole episode. Let me ask you though, what was your favorite episode of Degrassi of all the years? Oh God, all the years, meaning from like Degrassi Street up until Degrassi High, or just no, Degrassi, Junior High? Jun- Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. Oh my God. I love when they make the Zit Rumney music video. That is a really good one. That's a pretty fucking great episode where I, they pretend to throw Wheels' body out the window of the school. <laughs> and then he just pops up. <laughs> I also like um, the one where they... I've talked about this before, I think, too, where they make the film It Creeps. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. What's it called? It Creeps? Yeah. And I like that one a lot, too. Trying to think. I know I used to have a, a main favorite. I know when Snake's uh, brother comes out of the closet was always my favorite one in high school. That one's a junior high episode, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that one's probably next season. Yeah, it's the third season. Yeah, so that'll be But that'll it's snake-heavy. It's a very snake-heavy episode. So I like it. And yeah. that that's when, like, BLT kind of gets introduced, too. Well, BLT, yeah, yeah. Because they were all on the basketball team. uh, BLT was in this episode too. I feel like that was the first time I remember seeing him. Yeah, he didn't have any lines though. He was kind of a whatnot. I think he balked. Yeah, he definitely. He was balking for (laughs) sure. Balking away. He'd be (laughs) balking. Tim, Tim as well was in this episode. He was. You know what episode he was in a lot? He was friends with Joey when Joey was buying the jacket from Rick. Mm. They were like really good friends at that time. 
or not time, but he was the main <laughs> person who Joey was talking to. Before Joey was in the Zit Remedies, he had no clear like he wasn't he was friends with wheels a bit i guess yeah actually. but he didn't have like a clear clique yeah it wasn't not like pretty much from the zits forward those three are <laughs> there were threesome <laughs> Aww, they're bonded for life they're butt buddies until wheels is ultimate demise <laughs> that's the sad sound effect for the saddest possible yeah. outcome for a character in person well, I think that is our whole episode. Katie, it was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for putting up with me. Oh, you were wonderful. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Katie, actually, before I finish, I forgot. What do you want to promote? Mustache Riders, people can find on Facebook. Yeah, and it's Riders with a Y instead of an I and a Z instead of an S. Spell the whole thing out. We're so edgy. Well, like just the word Riders. I guess it's M U S T A. C-H-E-R-Y-D-E-R-Z. You can find it on Facebook. Is it at Mustache Riders on Twitter? Uh, we don't have a Twitter. Ooh, no Twitter. <laughs> Something I need to start, but we're filthy fucks. <laughs> so if you like 15 to 20 minutes of entirely filthy and inappropriate improv, we are the people to look for. Yeah, so check them out on Facebook, and you'll hear about shows in 2015. Woo! Uh, thanks again, Casey. Oh, thank you. Best and- host ever. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Back to the Grassy.